Salve and salutations. My name is Charles Chestnut, this is Storied History, and this is not a story. It's a poem. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe was a poet in America. This poem was originally published in 1845, so about 15 years before the Civil War. It is a true American classic, and it is one of the first examples of kind of horror poetry, uh, horror literature, really. I'm not going to try to analyze the poem, but just a few clues of context so you understand what is happening. Uh, the speaker is a man who is alone in his room uh, that is uh, somewhat drunk and thinking about his lost love. And she's not merely lost, she has died. So he cannot ever get her back and he is lamenting his lost, lost Lenore. He is somewhat wealthy, and we know that because of the descriptions of the room that he is in. And then into that room at night while he is alone comes a raven. The raven only says one word, and that is nevermore, which essentially means no, absolutely not. It will never happen. He asks for uh, balm in Gilead to assuage uh, the grief. He asks for nepenthe, which is a drink that is mythical, that if you drink it, you forget everything. And all he wants to do is to forget Lenore and move past her. And there you go. This is the unabridged version so I'm not taking anything out. And to be honest, I'm just doing it because I really do enjoy this poem, always have, and I think this is going to be an interesting experience for me to do, and I hope you enjoy it if you do choose to listen. And if you don't, we've got other history stuff coming too. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this, and nothing more.' Ah, distinctly I remember. It was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore." For the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, Is some, vis some visitor entreating Edmunds at my chamber door? Is just some late visitor entreating Edmunds at my chamber door? This it is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore, 
This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely, it is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon the bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, Ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answered little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast, upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven sitting lonely on this placid bust spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather that he fluttered. Then I scarcely more than muttered, Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. Thus I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed by some unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels he has sent thee. Respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, 
Desolate, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if, within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a saint and maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or beast, I shrieked up starting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of the lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the scheming of a demon that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted nevermore. That's The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. No hope for the lovelorn and the love lost. This is Storied History with Charles Chestnut. They're not all going to be poems, but because, well, because I'm in charge, I pretty much do whatever I want, and tonight I wanted to do a poem. Hit the subscribe button if you want to get the next story. It probably will be a story, probably not a poem, but, you know, who can tell? Will I restrict myself to one format, to one type, to one story, one locale or flavor? Nevermore. This has been the Storied History's rendition of The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. The voice of Storied History is Charles Chestnut. Original music and other audio production done by Seamus O'Connor. If you enjoyed it, please rate us and subscribe. Have a happy Halloween.